Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome back to the Be Fit Podcast. I am your host, Connor Murphy, here joined with Jason Fernandez. Jason, welcome. Thank you. I am not your host. You could be. We could mix it up. Absolutely. Co-host. <laughs> Co-host. Jason Fernandez. Uh, Jason's a good friend of mine. He is one owner of CrossFit Rife, um, successful CrossFit affiliate in the Virginia Beach area, uh, senior trainer on CrossFit seminar staff, Navy veteran, I mean, fitness guru, anything that you've um, ever thought about in the fitness realm, this guy's done it. Also, um, co-owner and host of uh, Best Hour of Their Day podcast, one of my favorite podcasts to listen to. Go check it out. All we talk about is affiliate ownership, coaching, fitness, some dirty jokes occasionally. Perfect. And that's and that's kind of like the, the main piece of this podcast Everyone knows my main background is CrossFit, but it's really just kind of small doses of, hey, here's this wonderful thing we call fitness. Here is how we train to get fit, and here's how we can get you to that level, kind of regardless of what you're doing right now. Mm-hmm. And where I want to start is we actually just finished the Boston Frogman uh, 5K swim, swim 5K through the Boston Harbor. Um, I would imagine that neither of us trained for it very hard or at all or at all <laughs> i literally somebody was texting me the other day and they're like hey, are you ready and i was like well i know how to swim <laughs> um but i have not been in the water in about two years probably in that capacity I, i've gotten wet since that i have a, <laughs> a shower at my house but uh yeah <laughs> yeah um but that's where i want to start is because we have a belief in fitness uh, as a an adaptive capacity that lends itself well to any and all contingencies. Look at you to where right out of the trainer manual. That wasn't a quote. That was was just directly (laughs) out of the, that is directly out of the trainer manual. Good. But so we say we haven't been training for this, but mm, we kind of have when you, when you, when you peel back all the curtains, it's like, yeah, we've been training for this by, by doing CrossFit and by training to increase our fitness, to have the ability to do these kind of things not finish first place in them, but to be able to hop in the water and swim a 5k. A lot of people have been able to hop in a race and run a marathon without extensive training. I think Street Horner, another CrossFit athlete, without training, hopped in and ran a marathon like sub three hours and 40 minutes. That's pretty good. I mean, so I've done, about every five years, I do what I consider a stupid human trick. This year, this was this one. And so I've done a marathon on no training, a century ride on no training. And now I've done a three mile swim on no training. And I would, I didn't crush all of them, but that wasn't the point. The point was to, to have the general capacity to walk out there on in with no training whatsoever and be able to complete the task and, but not do terribly like to be rather competent, but not necessarily on the far end of the spectrum. Yeah. And, and there's not, there's not a lot of training programs out there that, that can give you that, mm-hmm. unfortunately. And I get, you know, some people are like, well, I don't want to do that. And it's like, okay, okay. But that's what we think is so special about this program is that it just makes us capable humans. People think, oh, you want to do CrossFit to compete in the CrossFit games. And a lot of people think that, yes, and they're not ever going to be there, but it's I mean, not a bad thought process to have. But a lot of people don't care about that it is to be able to not do stupid human tricks every four years or every year but to be able to do anything you want at any point in time and to have a training regiment that aids that yeah you don't if you don't want to do crossfit that's fine i get it like where everybody has their own genre of fitness but 
I think if you just understood the the principles and the concepts of CrossFit, you would take those and you would kind of back your way into doing something that looked like CrossFit any, anyway, if you understood what the desired outcome of CrossFit was. I think a lot of people misinterpret CrossFit for the CrossFit games. Obviously that's, you know, front and center ESPN, uh, CBS, all that kind of stuff. But that's not what's going on in the affiliates every single day. I have I, my affiliates been over for 13 years. I don't have anybody that is even close to having a conversation about potentially going to the games within the next five years. And that's fine. All of my, all of my members are normal people. I've got members that have been there for 11 plus years. The vast majority of them, 99% of them are just there to live a healthier life. And that's a lot of our, a lot of our following. Their goal is to live a healthier life. And I think what draws them back from that is that, that notion or misunderstanding that you do CrossFit to go to the CrossFit games. But Fern, because you have such like a wide knowledge base and background in it, if you're going to talk to our audience and let's say for right now, if I'm going to generalize it, it is fitness enthusiasts or people who care about movement, working out, staying healthy, being active, looking good. What is like, like dumb it down, like break it down to what, what someone should be training for. Like, like why are, why are we doing that? So I, when, when new members come into mm-hmm. CrossFit Rife, we, you know, we give like a, probably what is a truncated version of the, what is CrossFit combined with the, what is fitness lecture. And I just tell everybody there's, there's probably three main genres of fitness. So being strong, cardio, long, slow endurance, whatever that looks like for you. And then being flexible. If you wanted to throw a fourth one in there, aesthetics, right? Like look good. Mm-hmm. When we're talking about CrossFit, instead of giving people the 10 general physical skills to say, wouldn't you want to be good at all four of those? And they're like, exactly. And I'm like, that's literally what we do here. So with that, the thing that I love about the most about CrossFit is I consider it to be a lever that whatever you want to do, you can use CrossFit as a lever to pull on, to go accomplish whatever that task might be. And I think it's, I think it's multifaceted in the sense that like today's a good example. And I was having this conversation with uh, Sarah Wilkinson the other day. We we bumped into each other in the in the lobby. Good friend of ours. She swam this one with us today, and the uh, the book that she was uh, referencing was called uh, Comfort Crisis. Mm-hmm. And I don't have you read that book? Not yet. I have not, um, but I'm going to now because she was telling me about it. And a lot of the genesis of it is, had you and I trained specifically for this swim, it wouldn't be the same. Like the, there wouldn't be the challenge associated with it just going in there being like generally physically prepared as it was like, okay, well I trained, I was on a swimming program. I was swimming three times a week. I'd know my split times, all that kind of stuff. Don't, I'm not saying it's not going to be hard, but it's different if you're just, just relying solely on your general physical capacity to complete a task without actually going down into the rabbit hole on whatever your, whatever your given task or your goal is, or your event is, and just seeing what happens. Uh, and there's a tremendous amount that happened between the years there, which I think is really important, but you know, specifically in today's day and age. Yeah. And I think how many people out there, I mean, ask yourself this, if you're listening, how many times have you avoided committing to something or doing something because you didn't know if you could do it or not? It's like, I don't, it's like, I don't have the time commitment to be able to, and that's anytime people ask me about the swim, I'm like, come do it. Like, well, I don't have the time commitment right now to train so consistently to be able to complete it. And it's like, well, then maybe what we can do is tailor what you're doing for fitness 
to be able to open all of these doors, to be able to have that lever to pull on, right. to say, hey, I, I don't, I'm not good at pickleball. My friends are all going out to play pickleball, so you have the option of either one, I'm not going to go do it, or two, I'm going to rely on my general physical capacity to go out there and one, probably look like an idiot because I've never swung a, a paddle at a wiffle ball, but to at least be able to you know, at least have fun with it. You'll be competent. It's, and, and again, I, I think that's the whole point is like, I don't want to be a specialist in anything. Like I, the, I lived that part of my life already. I played college basketball. Um, you know, so I was a specialist in that sport, but now I've got two kids. We want to go on vacation. We want to do stuff. You know, my kids are eight and three. I'm 41. I'll be 42 this year. When they go to college, I'm not going to be young. I'll still be able to do whatever I need to do with them when they're going to college. I'm not worried about that kind of stuff anymore. And I think that's the whole goal is, is just feeling prepared to walk out and tackle any endeavor, whatever it might be, whether it's something that you have set your sights on or whether it's something that somebody just presented you on a whim, like, Hey, we're going to go on a, a 50 mile bike ride this weekend up in the mountains. Do you want to go? And I'm like, sure. Why not? I don't want to be the guy that says I, I can't do that. Yeah. I think even, what you talked about too with that book um, with Sarah, it's like, it's like if here's your f fitness, even with the mental side of things is when, if you have the confidence to say, hey, you want to go on a 50 mile bike ride? It's like, cool, you get this kind of confidence, but that's a building block on right. your overall confidence to where now, if you hadn't done that, then someone says, hey, we're going to do a, you know, a, a 12 mile run or we're going to do this stuff. It's like the more you're able to pull on that CrossFit lever to say, Hey, I'm, I at least have a general capacity to do this. I can be competent in this. And you keep doing these, these things. It just increases exponentially overall what you're capable of. And that, that's very much what you talk about. And I know you're familiar with this, but the, what we in CrossFit would describe as like expanding the margins of your experience. Mm -hmm. So an example would be, you know, when I left college athletics, I was pretty competent in the Olympic lifts. Cause that's pretty, pretty normal mm. in the, you know, collegiate strength and conditioning room. Um, I hadn't done a ton of gymnastics, you know, meaning what, what most gymnasts would call baseline level, you know, gymnastics, but you know, for the lay person, pretty, pretty, uh, advanced. Um, but I had a, a decent background, a background of conditioning, you know, you gotta be pretty fit to play college basketball. And when I went into the CrossFit gym, the first day failed miserably. And that's not a bad thing. Understanding that number one, failure is just part of life. Like you're not going to be able to avoid it. So you might as well just take a bite and learn to, you know, like eating it. Um, but then from there you get to, you get to find out where your weak points are. And if you find out where your weak points are, you can fix them. And then also the mental, the mental clarity and the, and the mental strength that you would develop by continually finding where the failure parts where the failure points are within your fitness, whether it be physically or mentally, you know, I've never swam three miles before full disclosure. Like I was a rescue swimmer, but you don't swim three miles to be a rescue swimmer. Three miles is not short. It took an hour and 30 minutes, I think. So, um, was I worried about it? Not really. I know I have the capacity to swim. I know how to swim. It's significantly further than I've ever swam before, but that's just slowing down, mm -hmm. you know, but I work out regularly, you know, I own my affiliate. And I know I have the capacity to do that. And there's, there's a lot of comfort in that. And I think that's the whole point of what we're chasing in CrossFit is like, I just want that comfort to know. I'm like, I don't have to worry about whatever that thing is. that's going to present itself. I see that big <clears throat> as a lot of CrossFitters are doing jujitsu as well. And that's yeah. something that, that I've done for a long time, but you know, and I, and I, 
I almost forget this type of stuff because I'm so used to it. I've trained CrossFit for so long that it's like, oh, I'm not afraid to go into something and suck. However, I don't suck as bad as someone who has absolutely zero capacity. So the barrier for me to get over to try something and suck at it is much lower than someone who isn't training constantly varied functional movement at high intensity to be up like that hurdle is so much higher. So here I am preaching like you got to do things you suck at. But imagine now I imagine like if I were to go into a, a jujitsu gym and or, or a, a um, dojo or, you know, whatever. whatever you call it. Yeah. Uh, if I were to go in there and I wouldn't be able to physically hold on to someone's collar or I wouldn't be able to last a 30 second round before being completely gassed, like that would be mu a much different experience. Sure, there's still a lot you can gain and it's cool to get better from there, but wouldn't you want a better starting point for everywhere you're going to go? Well, th that's the whole purpose of of kind of CrossFit and what we're training for and just apply it to take it outside of the of the affiliate and use it for whatever your, your fitness is going to be and say, well, if I have a baseline level of, of capacity to do whatever, so I'm, I'm moderately strong. I can, I can run, row, bike, swim for, for distance without, you know, nothing crazy fast, but I can cover the ground mm -hmm. and I've got, you know, a solid grasp of kinesthetic awareness. I know where my body is in space and like a just moderate level of coordination. Well, your hurdle is fairly low and your trajectory once you choose the next thing is really steep because I don't have to worry about building a base capacity of athleticism or strength or cardiovascular endurance. I can now worry about the technique portion of that. So that's, the, you know, and jujitsu is a perfect example of that. You're not going to see a CrossFitter that's going to go into a, a jujitsu studio studio and, and gas out for the most part. Now they're going to get hemmed up and tied up and choked out <laughs> 12 ways to Tuesday because they don't understand the art of jujitsu, but their conditioning won't be the issue. It'll just be like, they don't know where to put their hands or how to lock somebody down. And, and, but now I can focus on that. I don't have to worry about, Oh, I need to get in shape for this. I need to know like, Oh, I need to shift my hips to the left or I need to move my foot here, or I need to move my hand here or put my elbow there. Well, that's, that changes everything with regard to my pursuit of this new endeavor. It's uh, the, when you said kinesthetic awareness, um, I think that's such an important part again, that I forget about to where it's like when someone's like bridge your hips, right. even, even just the vernacular of someone being able to right. sell that to someone. But like, even for some people, if they know what someone wants them to do, the inability to do it because of that kinesthetic awareness piece, right. which you know, as we know, comes from practice, accuracy, yep. agility, balance, and coordination. Again, just thought process to where it's like, I know it, but then hearing you say it, you're like, oh man, that's, that's like super, super relevant for someone. Yeah. And I think that if, let's say you don't want to do CrossFit, that's fine. But like what I would encourage you to do is like, again, learn and pre regularly play new sports, like go try another fitness modality. If you're into cycling, go to bar. If you're into bar, go to cycling. If you're into jujitsu, go to CrossFit and vice versa. And that, and that, and that's what we would encourage everybody to do. Like, it's not about being good at CrossFit. And that's a, that's a bit of a misnomer. Like, I don't care if you're good at CrossFit. If you are congratulations, there's a sport for that. You can go do that. Everybody else, which is everybody listening to this podcast, you're just doing it to be fit, look good naked, and be able to do whatever you want to do whenever you want to do it. Simple as that. Slam the microphone down. Yeah. Lowering that barrier even more. <clears throat> Let's talk about the people coming into your gym. Mm -hmm. 
we talk a lot about the mental aspect of when you're like, oh, go try this. And it's hard for some people. But let's say someone coming into your gym, unsure, coming from, I'll play a, a few different scenarios, but let's say this scenario, just no experience in any other discipline of what we call fitness or movement. They're coming into your gym and they're nervous. It's like, what is that conversation like? How are you, how are you convincing someone that's like, oh my gosh, I'm not going to be able to do any of this. I'm going to suck. What does that look like? For the record, that's the vast majority of people that come into our gym. The vast majority of people come in, don't have training background, may, might have heard about CrossFit, but they're not there. Not most people, right? So we've been around 13 years. It's a yeah. little bit larger gym. So when people are looking for CrossFit in the Virginia Beach area, a lot of them end at our facility. But a huge portion of the people that come in, particularly over the last two years, particularly over the last two years coming in, you can see the depression on their body. Like they're physically wearing it, you know, shoulder slouch. Like you can see them, you know, like they're just unhealthy and a lot of them have that anxiety. And that's, you know, what I think a good CrossFit affiliate should do. A lot of what you, when, when you bring somebody into the fold and when somebody comes to check out your facility, I think first impressions are highly underrated. So we don't bring them directly into the facility. We have, we have two separate lobbies. We bring them in, we sit them down in the office and we, Ask them very candidly, how can I help you? What are you here for? Because everybody who walks into a CrossFit facility is there for a different reason. Every single person. Some people are coping with work stress. Some people are coping with body image issues. Some people are coping with outside relationships. Some people are coping with self-esteem issues. Everybody's using it for something different. And I think just recognizing that people are using this thing, CrossFit, fitness as an outlet helps you have a better conversation with people when they come in, you know, whether they want weight loss or they, or they want to play with their grandkids. That's what we need to find out first. Cause what I know and what you know is that regardless of what they tell me, I can help them. I just have to understand where their starting point is and where they want to go. If I can get those two pieces of information from them. Now I can start to tailor that experience so that it's appropriate for them instead of just dousing them in the fire that is intensity inside of a CrossFit gym, that's not appropriate. That shouldn't be happening. And if that is happening at CrossFit affiliate, I would tell them and I would encourage them to stop doing that. It's not appropriate. That's There's a time and a place to really ramp, ramp up the intensity. And the longer I do this, the more I don't think it's appropriate on the outset. We have time. We should be patient with this. Fitness should be a lifestyle that you should do for forever. And I think being a little bit more careful about how we bring people into the facility is a really, really important task to take on as an affiliate owner or a coach or whatever you're doing is like, listen first, then figure out what you're going to do. You know, you spend enough time in the fitness industry. You start to think, you know, a lot of the answers and you might have solutions to problems, but that doesn't mean, you know, the answers because you don't know what the problem is yet. So you have to find out what that is first. And then you can start to guide people down that path because I mean, you're as a fitness coach, I don't care what genre you're in. You're a psychiatrist, a priest, you know, a trainer, a best friend, you're all those things like wrapped into one ball and you have to recognize that and figure out, okay, what does this person need and how do I get them there? A little different than how probably you and I did our first cross. hundred percent different than how we did it <laughs> and hundred percent different than how I did it for many years until I matured a little bit and realized, okay, it's not just about working out fast. There is a component of that that is incredibly important, but when and how is more important than that because if you can never get them to the point where you can push that button then you didn't help them yeah 
I remember at my very first level one, I think was in 2009 or 2010. Okay. And something that stuck with me that I thought was really, really cool. It's on that, but you took it a step further. It was a, it was a coach saying, Hey, I'm going to bring a client into the gym. We're going to have this discussion. We're going to have this conversation about what is CrossFit. And that was more of like the general, like everyone's put into this bubble and we have like this on-ramp program, which what you're saying is you kind of tailor it a little bit. What I thought was super unique about it and that you mentioned, it's like, you don't care what their goal is. They're going to get better at it. And one of those trainers said, I want you to write down a goal. I want you to write down your goal of why you're here on a sheet of paper right now. Perfect. Fold it up, put it in your pocket. Don't show it to me. In six months, pull that back up. If you're not on your way or in the trajectory to that goal, then I'm not doing my job. And 10 times out of 10, if someone is sticking at an affiliate for six months or longer, they're going to be like, yep, this is the exact thing because it's nothing you or I invented. Like I'm I, people are like, oh my gosh, this is, you know, this is so crazy. You're so smart in this. And it's like, oh no, no, no. Everything that I've learned, the delivery is the only thing that I, that, that's mine. All of the knowledge, all of the background, it comes from experience, but this is all other people that are so much smarter than me. And even most of the delivery is things that I've seen other trainers and I'm like, that's really good. I like that. I'm taking that. I'm stealing that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's awesome. I I think in today's world, I think it's really important to really focus on, we should do hard things. We should do them regularly. Now here's the, here's the thing about doing hard things. It's relative. The hardest thing you've ever done is the hardest thing you've ever done. It's like a Joe Roganism, right? Or, the worst thing that's ever happened to you is the worst thing that's ever happened to you. And recognizing, you know, you and I come from kind of similar backgrounds. What's hard for us, relatively speaking, based on our background, our life experiences, our training over the years, is not the same as, you know, a 23-year-old who wants to look better or a postpartum, you know, 32-year-old mom who wants to get her self-esteem back. She didn't feel good about how her body looks. What's hard to her is getting to the gym, not coming in and actually doing the workout. Like the hard part for her, it actually precedes the actual work that we're going to be doing inside of the affiliate or the gym or wherever this person is going. And again, I think we have to recognize that. And, and because there's habits that we have to build back in, you know, food, fitness, finances, they're all habit based, right? If you can understand the mechanisms for habits and you can understand what would get in the way of habits, then I can start to create better habits that would replace the bad habits. So I'm going to take that a step further. Talk almost, almost exclusively and directly to the 32 year old postpartum mother who wants to get her self-esteem back. She comes into your gym. She sits in the lobby. There may be one listening. There may be someone who says that's relative to me. What does the conversation look like? I get this question a lot. So, I mean, you know what we do for best hours. Yeah. So we, we work with a lot of CrossFit affiliates to help them get their mm -hmm. gyms in order. Um, and one of the questions we get is, you know, what's your sales script? Like, what, what do you say to people? And I don't have a sales script. I just ask them questions. And one of the things I always ask a gym owner or a coach, who does the majority of the talking when you're, when you're doing a consult, you're sitting down with somebody. And most of the time they'll say, I do. I'm trying to tell them what we do and, and all the stuff that we're going to help them with and all that kind of stuff. I'm like, you need to flip those roles. It's, it's a given that they have some understanding of what you do because they chose to come to the gym to talk to you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so shut up and just ask them what you can do for them. And, you know, I've met with probably thousands of clients at this point, like having over the years, having come into the box and 
people, and that's my, that's what I asked them. I was like, how can I help you? What can I do for you? And the things that people have told me inside of 30 seconds would blow your mind. Like, I mean, I've had everybody say like, I'm, I'm chronically depressed. I'm just breaking out of a divorce. I want to lose 40 pounds. Like, and, and, and this is immediately proceeding. Hi, my name is Jason. Did you have any trouble finding the place? And then we're immediately into that conversation. So I think it's just asking them a question and saying like, what can I do for you? And if you're a real professional, if you can't help them, you would tell them that and say, that's not actually what we do. Like that's outside of my scope of practice. However, I think I've got a different solution for you that I can help you with. And you would hand them off to somebody else, either another gym owner, another type of gym or a, a, a medical professional or whatever that might be. But you have to find that out. And what we found particularly over the last three to four years is just having those very candid conversations. And by the way, this is not, a, this is this, we're not using this maliciously to do an upsell later and be like, Oh, you know what you need? You need to do the weight loss challenge that we have. That's not what it's for. It's quite literally to connect with this human being, to figure out why they are sitting there. And this is always funny too. And if, if you're listening to this, this may have been you at, at some point. I like to take note of when inquiries come in, like what time of day inquiries, inquiries come into the gym. The, the timestamps are at very odd times. They're usually like later at night, which begs the question, why would you be sending that at like 1130, one in the morning? Well, you're probably not feeling great about yourself. You're up when you should be asleep. So that starts to kind of change the conversation or how I would approach somebody when they're coming in. I'm like, okay, you definitely sent that late at night. I don't know anything about you, but I'm going to ask you about that. And then we're going to try to get down to brass tacks and figure out like what it is that you're here for. Um, and, but I think that's important. Like it's so much more than just working out fast or squatting or doing thrusters or what's your deadlift. We can get you there. We can get you all that stuff. That's easy. Show up three, four times a week. That'll happen. I got no shortage of soccer moms in my gym that could do a whole lot of pull-ups and just, you know, they're fit, mm -hmm. you know? So I, I think that is important, if, you know, for that person, which is just recognize it that you're on this journey and just start. And it's my, and this might look like, just going for a walk every day. It You don't have to jump right to the gym. Just go for a walk every day. 20 minutes. I started doing that recently just as a stress reliever so I don't have to talk to anybody. 20-minute walk. Try to do it three to four times a week and just start there. Maybe you cover a mile. Maybe you don't. Maybe it doesn't matter. Just start walking. And then, I don't know, maybe I'm going to go out in the garage, bring the stroller out there, and I'm just going to do you know, some sit-ups and some air squats to the best of your ability. Just make up the rep schemes. It doesn't even matter. Newsflash, everybody, there's no magic in any of those rep schemes. It, it literally doesn't matter. Just start moving. And then from there, you'll start to build a habit, which is like, okay, I'm going to do something today. I'm going to move. And eventually you would graduate your way into, oh, I'm going to try this gym. Or maybe I'm going to play around with a little bit of personal training for a little bit and just to see how that goes. But just start doing something. It doesn't even matter what. When you reference the talking thing it reminded me we had austin on here uh, a few episodes ago um, for those of you who are new austin maliolo um, as a head of affiliates in north america really good friend of ours we work together on seminar staff you guys have worked together on staff much longer than him and i have but that was another thing it's like you can wise someone enough to get the real reason to where well i want this why i'm afraid of this why why, like, and to get down to that point to where, you know, if you're getting that stuff in the first conversation, 
then you can really get to work instead of, you know, if I'm sitting here and I'm giving the gym pitch, which as we all know, I like to talk too much. And it's like, here's what we can do. Here's like this. I see like this level, we can make it happen. And someone could be like, okay, great. And they do it. And then six months from now, you find out the why. You find out, okay, this is what's really going on. If I would have known that and just t- and, and took that time to take a step back and, and hear, listen to a little bit more, we could have directed this journey a whole lot sharper. So I think that's that's really good. That's that's something that I need to definitely remind myself of. It's like asking. Yeah, just just ask. You know, Chuck Carswell. You know, somebody that you, you and I both know. Well, he's a you know been on trainer. I think he's done more seminars than anybody in CrossFit. But that's his that's his mantra is ask one more question, Mm -hmm. you know? And I think that's super important because as a trainer, you, you kind of get to see people in, in, in very vulnerable states. Like if they're either, they're not feeling well, either they come in not feeling well, either physically or emotionally or both. And then when you train them, you get to watch them go through these mental battles of being able to not do something and then progress on whatever they're working on, whether it's strength or cardio or just self image. And and it's useful to know because you can understand better. You've, you would have a greater level of empathy for this person when you see them start to talk negative, negatively to themselves. And if you don't understand what their struggle is, you would you would probably just label that person as weak when that might not be the case. We all we have our own baggage. Uh, and some of us don't have the tools to deal with the baggage. And that's important to understand is that this person might not have the appropriate set of skills to get over this hurdle alone. And that's where you come in as a coach to under, to, okay, I need to back this up. I need to back this down a little bit and we might need to baby step this a little bit because the most important thing about training is that they show up. It's the number one variable that would lead to somebody's success. Not what they do when they're there. Did they show up? That's it. With, you know, let's, let's, I want to change the conversation from the athlete to the coach. Cause I think it's what you're giving is such important information as a, as a trainer. And it's like, Hey, here's what we're going to say to these people, but let's take a step back to where, you know, either I just got my, you know, I just passed the test for my American council of exercise mm-hmm. or the, you know, any of the other, you know, certified strength and conditioning coach, whatever right. it is. I just took my um, CrossFit level one, which again, I'm obviously biased because I right. think we give way more information on how to start training rather than you're a trainer. Right. But, you know, I think, I think one thing now that, that listeners or people that are starting that it's like oh, to ask questions, to understand that, but it takes a lot of reps to be able to read those types of things and understand. Do you, is there anything not like a, Hey, here's the magic pill to become a great coach. Right. But is there anything that that you think is is an important thing just to keep it front of mind while developing as a trainer? Something that I wish, I think when you dive into any endeavor and you're going to make this pursuit as a trainer mm-hmm. or I don't know, you a computer programmer, whatever, there 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 is a there is a point at which you start to think you know more than you do, so you start to get pretty savvy on the topic and the and the and you know, on your chase to be an expert. And then there's a pitfall there, which is you think, you know, all of the answers. You think you have the solution to everything. You can solve everybody's problem. You could, if you just do this, it'll fix it. And that's just not the case. And so I think as a trainer, just having a little bit of humility and recognizing that you don't know everything and trying to find out what you don't know might be the most beneficial thing in any endeavor, like forget fitness, but as a trainer, recognize 
you know, if you just, if you got out of college or you left your job and you're like, hey, I'm gonna train people and I've got, you know, whatever certification would get me in the door to start training, it's fine. You don't know anything and that's fine. That's how it works. So just recognize that, ask a lot of questions, find people who are better than you, siphon as much knowledge off of the internet and friends and all this other stuff. And your trajectory to improve will change drastically. And I think that's something you've done. That's definitely something I've pursued is I have no desire to be the smartest person in the room. Like I want to be in a room full of people that make me feel like an idiot because I'm going to take some of that knowledge and I'm going to be able to use it somehow, some way. And I might even know how yet. And that's totally fine. It doesn't matter. The point is I'm trying to further my knowledge by not thinking that I have all of the answers. Um, and that's a tough pill to swallow depending on where you're at in your life, like all that kind of stuff. But have a little bit of humility, know what you don't know, ask a lot of questions, always pursue more. Your path will start to iron its way out as you, as you start to do all of that. Kind of a funny anecdotal story on that. When I started coaching, you know, I did my level one when I was still in the Navy when I was down in San Diego. And then I ended up with Chris Urban opening the affiliate down at yep. CrossFit St. Thomas. And man, did I think I was a great coach because myself, Chris, Jen, Jared, we were the only people that knew anything about CrossFit. No one had even heard of the word CrossFit when we were down there. And so when, you know, people are training, they're getting fitter, their relationships are improving They're you know, all of these things are happening. And it's like, man, I'm a pretty dang good coach. Then I came up to Reebok to do the coach's prep course, which was, um, (laughs) uh, Austin Maliolo, James Hobart, EC Sinkowski and Jen Hunter Marshall. Okay. And after day one, and I think I've referenced this before, after day one, I'm not even, it's not even like a joke or like a euphemism. Like I was like, I'm quitting coaching. I am not good at, I don't know anything. And they were just hammering me. I think the delivery might be a little nicer now. But it's, it's definitely been refined. <laughs> that was what I needed because day one, I was like, I know everything. I was like combative with, no, this isn't it. And I'm like, well, everything I'm doing is working. So these people are wrong. And like, after day one was the most humbled I've been towards an adventure that I thought I knew something. And then day two, I was like, I'm going to learn today. And it changed the trajectory of my life to where I went back and it was like, all I wanted to do was learn. All I wanted to do was know more, learn more. And it wasn't just from, you know, the, the four people that I listed or the CrossFit journal articles. It was guest athletes that were coming in the gym. It were people that were dropping in. It was from a different coach. And it, you know, it reminds me of that quote where it is, um, I think it's Socrates, but it is smart people learn from anyone and everyone. Moderate people learn from their experiences. Dumb people already have all the answers. And like, I've, I've been all of those bouncing around like a damn fucking Plinko game. (laughs) But when it comes down to it, it's like the smartest I've ever been is where I'm just going to learn from anyone. And it's the most effective I've ever been as a trainer. Yeah, which is not shocking because you, you, there's so many there's so many smart people out there, you know, and that's one of the selfish things that, about the podcast best of the other day is just that was totally selfish in nature. I just wanted to talk to people that I thought were smart and that I liked, but the amount that I've learned in recording whatever we're at, I don't know, six hundred some odd episodes at this point, I couldn't have, I couldn't have possibly gained all that information in a ten year period if I was just trying to do it on my own, I could not have possibly done it. You know, like somebody like John Wolf, who's the, the, the chief fitness officer at on it, you know, we had a hour and 30 minute conversation with him. And I was like, I don't know, three times smarter when I left that conversation. (laughs) And, and and he, 
you know, and he understands CrossFit, but, you know, learning the things and, and just, you know, hearing his, hearing his, the way he thinks about things and looking at the way they use and the reasons they use clubs and maces, which, you know, most CrossFitters would balk at like, why are you doing that? You can't move it faster. You know, it's all, you can't quantify it. I'm like, you don't have to quantify everything. You're like, there's value to all of these things. Um, you know, kettlebells is another one that I've been really kind of nerding out on a lot. Like you, that's an incredibly useful tool, you know? So, you know, if, if you are this 32 year old mom or, or somebody who's like trying, you don't, you can go buy a 25 pound kettlebell for not a lot of money and you can get a lot of work done with just that single piece of equipment, 30, 25 pound kettlebell and a chair. You could get fit. You could get real fit like that. And there is an immense amount of information on the internet on how to use the kettlebell in a variety of ways. Um, you could, you could nerd on, on just that piece of equipment for six months and you would still have just scratched the surface. It's crazy. It's amazing. Cause now you're thinking that's one kettlebell. It's one kettlebell. It's not a barbell. It's nope. not a dumbbell. It's not a pull up rig. It's not a, a plate, a slam ball, a medicine ball. It's one kettlebell. It's one kettlebell. And it's so that's where I would, you know, like you pick your, pick your poison, whatever it's going to be. And just start, you know, people ask me all the time, like, well, you know, what, what was the first thing you, what was the first course you took? Where's the first thing you studied? And I don't know why I don't have a really, answer, I don't really have an answer for this, but I've never, I've never been one to spend a lot of time trying to figure out what's the exact path. I just start moving in that direction and I'll start read back. Yeah. I'll, cor I'll course correct as I get there. Um, I'm not, I'm not worried about making mistakes. And I think a lot of people fear the setback. Um, and I think what's important to know about that, whether it's fitness, you know, you're going to have setbacks. I think you just need to be okay with that out of the, out of the, out of the onset. You might get, you know, tweaks, twinges, you know, a pulled hamstring, glute, lower back, whatever. Um, that's part of the process. We don't want you to have that happen, but I would say it's, almost unavoidable. Like you're not going to train with any amount of rigor and not have something happen. Um, so I think just start and you'll figure it out. When you said that, when you said like that, you know, I don't know the perfect path. I think of, you know, almost as a, uh, like almost as like a metaphor as you're in the, like the center spot in tall weeds and like, you got to get out. And there's the people like you who sit there with their weed whacker or whatever, or their machete and just like start cutting and I'm you can move in that direction. It can a, a, a maze. And at some point in time, you'll figure out, okay, this is effective. This is more effective. Right. This is the way this is, and you, you learn all that stuff along the way, as opposed to that person who has a hundred percent precision and accuracy with no actual effort. That's going to stand there the entire time, figuring out the very, very best way so that it's the most effective and efficient and they don't have any setbacks. I also think it's worth noting that just in fitness in general, there's it's there's some common principles that are effective. You know, constantly varied functional movements executed high intensity would be one. However, as an as somebody who's trying to start the journey for training, you kind of have to figure out like what do you like, what are you good at, what does your body respond to, what doesn't it respond to, and then you can start to craft your 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 plan a little bit better. But the first thing you have to do, it's like giving a cue. So when, when you and I teach level twos for CrossFit, coaches have the same, the same problem just from a, through a different lens, which is we'll ask them to correct a movement. And a lot of times response will be, well, I don't know if it's going to work to which my response is nobody knows if it's going to work. You have to give the cue the, it's a, it's a question, 
right? I'm sending something over to this athlete to see what the response is to see if it works. And from a training standpoint, you would approach it the same way. I'm going to try this to see if it works with no romanticism about what the outcome would be. I'm just got to try it. Do I like it? And if I don't like it, find something else. You don't have to continue doing it. Like if you don't like it and you continue to do it, that's kind of silly. Um, now, it doesn't mean it's not going to be hard. It doesn't mean you have to push through things you don't enjoy doing. Mm. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about like I legitimately don't like this style of training. Like this is dumb or it's boring or this is not fun. Then find another one. Like stop, cancel your membership, whatever you're doing, and go find something else. But just start. Like you have to start because there's so many things you have to figure out. Is it, is it me? Do I not like this? Is it the trainer? This trainer sucks. They're boring. Like they have inappropriate jokes, like whatever it's going to be. You have to sort all of that out. You have to give, you know, some people a second chance. You have to give yourself a second chance. I think you just have to start and you have, and most importantly, you know, a lot of what we experience today, I think has, is like, you have to give yourself some grace. Like you have to give yourself some grace in that journey. It's not always going to go well. It's not always going to be the way you imagined it. You're not going to get every single thing you want out of it all the time. And that's okay. And I think, you know, I, I speak for myself, but I think we're on the same page at this. And we talk about it in the CrossFit level one, which I think is hilarious to where it's like, Hey, we care more about fitness than CrossFit. Our goal is fitness. Our goal is increased work capacity across broad time and modal domains. In layman's terms, our goal is for you to train so that you have that lever to pull on to do anything you want in the world. Why we are so obsessed with CrossFit is because we found that to be the most effective mechanism that can lead to fitness. So we're sitting here being like, hey, this is what we want to do. But if it's not for you, do something. As long as you are increasing your work capacity across broad time and modal domains, if everyone in the world did that, we would live in a better healthier, fitter world. Yeah. I, it's again, like just remove CrossFit and wh whatever your training modality is. I, just ask yourself a handful of questions. Are you getting stronger? Are you getting faster? Are you more flexible? Can you do things that you couldn't previously do? Just ask yourself those four questions. And if you're not, my recommendation is my recommendation is you should change something. You don't need to throw the baby out of the bathwater. You don't need to throw out your whole training regimen, but you should change something. If those four components are not changing your fitness, then it is essentially entirely ineffective. At some point, there will be a plateau as I as I you know age out. But listen, if you you know can pull two twenty five off the ground when you're sixty five, you know, and you can do a strict pull up, you're doing just fine. Yeah, I'm not worried about you getting stuck on the couch because you can't no, stand up. No, you're doing just fine. You're going to be a-okay. And if you're not performing those movements, you need to start because without having any capacity isn't going to keep you safe when life demands it from you. Yeah, you have no option in, a, in an emergency or something that's unexpected. You're going to have to. And if you don't, just like, again, like we've said in level one, is just like it, that could present, you know, potential loss of game, mission, or life, whatever we're talking about, preferably not the last two. Um, that's definitely not a spot that you want to be in where like, oh, I now can't save myself or better yet a loved one because I physically can't cover the distance or pick them up or whatever it's going to be. Um, you don't want that. You don't want that on your conscience. And that's when there's like the different levels of what we talk intensity for training to where we're talking to like brand new people or people trying to gain their confidence back. And there's other people that are fit that are coming. It's like, well, why should I continue to be training fit. Like I'm, I'm good where I'm at. It's like, no, you need to be a fucking animal. You need to get to yourself. If you can 
you need to be here so that you can increase the you know increase the chances of winning the game mission or you know continuing to save your life and your and someone else's to where the more capacity and again this is so elementary for you and i the more capacity you have you're not it's not going to keep going up you're going to be 90 years old snatching you know 275 pounds but the more you have the more it takes to go away and you know my dad can overhead squat uh 75 pounds now he old is he he's 65 he's doing just fine and at some point he could do 135 for reps, but now he's at like 75 for reps. He went from the men's RX for a while to now he was at the women's RX for a while. And then it was like the, the masters 60 plus RX. And it's like, he's not getting fitter, but I can guarantee you he is in the top one, you know, millionth percentile right. of healthy humans and capable humans where he's going to be able to pick up my daughter. When we went down to Costa Rica, he went through every hike with us. He was body surfing the waves he was drinking beers with us. You know, it was like, I don't know what that had to do with it, but they had some really good beers. My brother has a brewery down there. Fuego, check it out. Um, but that it means quality of life. Right. Yeah. And that's, that's all, that's what we're chasing. And, and we're, again, whatever your, whatever your fitness genre of choice is, like, that's what we should be chasing. And I, I would challenge everybody. Yes. There's a, the statement says form follows function, which is what that means is whatever you want to look like, probably is very much associated with being able to do something right professional athletes pick your professional athlete or somebody that you admire as as a as the extreme end of the spectrum they don't look like that because they're trying to look like that they look like that because they're trying to be able to do something and this is where this is where i have a little beef with the people who kind of poo poo on the the term athlete which is like you're not going to call yourself athlete you're not athletes and i'm like it's a state of mind, man. Like, no, they're not professional athletes. They're not paying their bills, exercising or playing games. But that doesn't mean that you can't chase athleticism. Why wouldn't you do that? If you if you look like you can do pull-ups, it's probably because you are doing pull-ups. And then therefore you look like you can do pull-ups. Yeah. So you know, <laughs> chase chase capacity. Like what what do you want to be able to do? You know, like I know a lot of women don't want to get bulky. A, that's not gonna happen, number one. But like, hey, I want to get a little bit more tone. Well, you should probably work some upper body strength. You'll probably get more tone. And I've yet to see a woman, you know, that can do strict pull-ups that didn't look pretty fit. That didn't look like what a lot of women are like, oh, she looks really fit. And I'm like, right. Because she's fit, you know? Yeah. So. I just immediately thought of like, um, like DK Metcalf, who is a receiver for the right. Seattle Seahawks. So like he takes his shirt off and they're like, oh man, DK Metcalf trains to look aesthetically pleasing. It's like, no, no he trains so he can chase down, yeah. you know, a defensive back 80 yards and like, you know, yeah. but that's, that's a, a beautiful kind of simile in that to where it's like, you don't. I mean, some people want to train to look aesthetically good. There's nothing wrong with that, by the way. Yeah. Like, it, I don't, I don't want to poo-poo on that. Like, it takes a lot of work. But the, the faster route, in many instances, is trained to be able to do something, and then you can layer on the aesthetic. Yeah. You, if you want to do biceps and you know, you know, and triceps, like all day long, I'm all about some buys and tries. Like, it's like everybody wants to see that stuff. I see you, you know. But again, if if that's all my training is, I we know where we're going to have some deficiencies. So trained to be able to do things and then if you want to throw on the aesthetic stuff the you know the kind of bodybuilding type training by all means do that if you like it do it if you like going for long runs do it if you like rowing do it i don't care just continue doing it get up every morning yeah. do it in some way shape or form one of the first episodes i had this guy uh mike van wick on here 
he did um, close protection security for one of the most famous artists in the world. And now he's into bodybuilding. And he, he had been before college athlete. And it's funny like how you say that because you look at him and you're like, he looks like he could, you know, bench this, deadlift this. And it's like, yeah, it's because he can. Right. He can do like, he looks like that. He doesn't look like someone where I'm like, probably got a sub five minute mile. No. And it's like, like whatever you're going to do, it's like the capability in that right. stuff is where it's like, well, I want to be able to, you know, do 20 pull-ups, but I don't want to look like I can do 20 pull-ups. It's just like, well, that's not going to happen. So don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> it's not going to happen. Um, we set a 45 minute clock because we just finished a swim. We have an after party to go to. Um, if you enjoyed listening to firm Jason Fernandez, I, I highly, highly recommend whether you're in the CrossFit space or not listening to the best hour of their day podcast. One of the podcasts that I habitually listen to, um, great information. Just like you said, it's not just CrossFit stuff on there. It is, it came from creating the best hour of someone's day, which is usually if you're doing your job as a trainer for most people, as they go into the gym to feel better about themselves, all the results that we talked about incredible podcast um any instagram handles you want to tag for yeah best hour of their day instagram you know we have a lot of uh a lot of different types of guests nutrition mindset uh jimmy hensel mayhem mindset's going to be on the podcast tomorrow that'll drop tomorrow um you know we dabble in all sorts of stuff but it's all it's all straight down the pipe um fitness and uh if you want to check it out we'd love to have you on the podcast and, and as a listener and uh, if you guys got any questions about anything feel free to, to, to reach out. If you're on the fence about going to a CrossFit affiliate and you want to know some good questions to ask, or you want to, um, find out some information on how, what would make a good CrossFit affiliate, hit me up jfern three on Instagram. Um, but yeah, thanks for having me, dude. Absolutely. Drop, drop a comment on the YouTube video. It's on, you know, we're on YouTube, Spotify, all that stuff. So if you have questions, I always say this, reach out, we'll get back to you. It's as crazy as it sounds. We'll always get back to you. Um, as always, you can follow us at big night fitness, uh, on Instagram is where it's kind of the general thing for the B fit podcast or anywhere else that you're listening to podcast, uh, at Connor T Murphy, uh, on Instagram for me, if you have any questions, but, um, just super stoked to be able to have you on here. I learned a lot. So I think that, that fell in the category of, I'm glad to be in the swim, even though you didn't have fans on. That's a big, that's a big piece of it. That's like, it's a lot of it as much as it's, it's all of it. We it's could really dig into this, but that's, that's like, <laughs> that's like me wearing a vest during Murph and you not and be yeah. like, Hey, I crushed no, you. No. It's a, it's a game changer. <laughs> I wouldn't actually talk shit about that. No, it was uh, but it was a good event. I was glad we got to do that. Gotta be. That was awesome. Now it's time for the after party. Let's do it. Thanks team. <laughs>